Well, now, although it's come to us through Eastern Asiatic cultural traditions, meditation is something that's not at all, especially not these days, dismissed by modern Western medical science. Its manifold benefits, both physical and psychological, have been widely reported and accepted for many years. But has meditation actually been proven in the same rigorous way that other therapies and procedures have? Someone who's tried to find out is Dr. Ramesh Manocha. He is a medical practitioner. He's also lectures in psychiatry at the University of Sydney, and he joins me now. Dr. Manocha, good evening. Good day. The benefits of meditation have been shown, haven't they? I mean, that, that's a, a given? Um, well, yes and no. Uh, it depends on what your, uh, the standards that you apply for evidence. And um, the reality is that uh, despite 45 years of research into meditation, in fact, up until recently, we haven't had much evidence to show that it's much more than a placebo effect or about as effective as listening to your favourite music or um, having a nice conversation with friends. Is that right? I, I thought there had actually been a harder evidence in favour of, of the psychological and physical benefits of, of meditation. Well, no. The, there's, a, there's a huge amount of soft evidence, um, but not a great deal of hard evidence. And, and the reason for that is that up until recently, up until our research program um, started here in Sydney, uh, the definitions of meditation haven't been quite right. And um, that uh, tweaking or fine-tuning process is what was needed to, to bring the scientific evidence into line with what uh, I suppose you could regard as popular perception. All right. What, what's this issue with the definition of meditation? Well, I think most people... Uh, understand and certainly the scientific uh, community more or less understands meditation as a way of of relaxing as a way of um, uh, calming the body and the mind and uh, uh, perhaps uh, thinking about pleasant things or thinking about a word or a picture but in fact what the science has shown is that these um, ways of meditating don't actually generate much of an effect um, whereas uh, when we start looking at meditation in the way that it is defined in the sort of ancient understandings of yoga tradition, we find uh, that meditation is defined very specifically as a experience of mental silence or what we could call thoughtless awareness where you're fully alert, fully aware, but not experiencing any unnecessary thinking activity. Mm, yes, I've... I've heard it described as, um, or, or in, in many ways, uh, but as trying to still the circus of the mind, that constant sort of rush of thought. Yes, that, that background mental chatter that distracts us from the task we should be really focusing on or um, that, um, uh, you know, keeps us awake at night. That's the, that's the thing, that's the monkey mind that needs to be tamed and silenced for us to experience what meditation really is about. Do you practice meditation yourself, Ramesh Menotra? I do, and uh, you know, having seen the results in, in my research um, and clinical practice, I think I'd be crazy not to. <laughs> so obviously, you, even though on the one hand you observe that there hasn't been any rigorous testing of the benefits of meditation, you personally have experienced positive benefits. Well, um, 
let me sort of correct you slightly there. The, there has been very rigorous research uh, done by our research team here in Sydney, oh. and it's amongst, uh, it's amongst the best research now available in the world. And, and this is where we've kind of resolved the conundrum that has dogged uh, meditation researchers for many years, and that's that when we start looking at mental silence um, as a definition of meditation, the rigorous testing does generate very significant results in favour of meditation, uh, above and beyond um, simply relaxing or uh, thinking pleasant thoughts or um, uh, you know having a nice uh, walk in the park, for example. Well, tell us a little more about the kind of results you've been getting. Well, our research is unique because what we do, uh, what we have taken a definition and subjected it to what most people would describe as the gold standard of scientific medical evaluation, and that's the randomised controlled trial. And every medicine that your doctor prescribes to you and that your pharmacist dispenses pretty much has been tested using the same methodology, and that's where we compare um, the treatment, in this case meditation, to a, an appropriate control or uh, comparison strategy. So to give you an example, we recently published a study which is one of the most rigorous studies of meditation ever published in the uh, scientific literature where we compared a mental silence approach to meditation, a technique called Sahaja Yoga, to a relaxation-orientated understanding of meditation. And we tested 178 people, full-time workers, before and after an eight-week treatment period and found at the end when we compared the outcomes in the two groups, while both had improved, the improvements in the mental silence group, the group practicing Sahaja Yoga, were much, much greater than those um, in, the people, in the group practicing a simple approach to relaxation. And, um, and as a result, we can conclude from that that the mental silence approach is significantly better at reducing stress and improving um, depressed mood. Mm. And it's that kind of rigorous approach with a rigorous definition that enables us to confidently recommend this particular approach to meditation. So have the results been replicated and done on a big enough scale? <clears throat> well... 178 subjects for meditation research is a pretty big, big-scale study. Mm. Um, we, it has been replicated. In fact, that study that I just told you about was a replication of another study that we did some years ago uh, where we looked at uh, asthma sufferers, and we randomly allocated them to, into two groups. One group was taught the same approach to meditation and the other group was taught a standardised stress management program actually promoted by the Department of Health in New South Wales. And we assessed them before and after. And again, we got the same uh, pattern of results, and that is that while both groups had improvements, the, the improvement in the meditation group, the people learning the mental silence approach to meditation, was more or less double the improvement experienced um, in the stress management group and importantly when we assessed um, the actual disease process itself using a fairly specific um, and standardized measurement process we found that the people in the sort of conventional stress management stream of the study didn't show any improvements but the people learning Sahaja Yoga the mental silence approach 
actually manifested significant improvements um, suggesting that what they were doing was modifying the disease process itself, the physical mm. disease process itself. So we start to see a pattern emerging um, across more than one study indicating that this idea that mental silence has got specific effects on the brain, yes. mind and body. Yes, yes. I've, um, I generally have a fairly sceptical approach to um, you know, the, the benefits of so-called alternative medicines, and I'm a great believer in scientific medicine, evidence-based medicine. But over the years, I've always found the subject of meditation very interesting because yes. uh, there just does seem to be lots of evidence, whether it's been anecdotal or what, in its favour. And I've, I've said to a couple of people who are practitioners or devotees, I've wondered whether it's the technique is anything akin to the kind of state of mind you might enter if you're doing something like, say, um, going for a run or gardening or cooking. When you when you're doing something pleasurable, which yes. sort of gives you, which is physical, but gives you a kind of mental detachment that um, yes, well, is, is what, something, your, something different from focusing the the normal sort of focusing yeah. on what you're doing. And, and but they but most people have insisted no meditation is a specific technique and it's not just as you've said not just um, relaxing or you know getting your mind off things yes it's it's a specific the definition we've used that's generated these impressive results is a very specific definition in which the meditator is fully alert and fully aware and focused on what is best described as the space between the thoughts and they learn to expand that space so that their awareness has hardly any thinking activity and is mostly, if not completely, filled with that experience of the space between the thoughts, which is almost by definition also the present moment. And um, it's interesting that you should talk about tasks and things like gardening and running because some elite athletes, describe when they are at their peak of their performance going into this highly focused present moment state where they flip up into a higher awareness beyond their ego beyond their normal state of awareness where they're just at one with the present moment completely silent inside and and sometimes i think what's happening is people are spontaneously very occasionally automatically going into the meditative condition without realizing it and that's um I think that's, it indicates that, the, that we have that natural capability to meditate, but we need a simple method just to help us get into that when we need to rather than by accident. And that's where I think the technique um, we've looked at in, uh, comes in very I'm handy. I'm very glad you've said that because I'm sure that happens to me from time to time with certain, you know, like I said, pleasurable activities like running or walking or uh, gardening. Now, well, uh, a chap called Csikszentmihalyi, talked about this experience called flow, which is uh, pretty much what you're talking about. And high-quality flow experiences do merge with the meditative experience. But the challenge or predicament that athletes and other high performers have faced is that they can't switch that experience on at will. And that's where I think the great and ancient tradition of meditation comes in. It gives people a, a way of tapping into that high-quality flow experience um, when they want to rather than uh, just when it happens. What benefits has meditation provided you? 
Well, uh, I mean, I was a medical student when I started meditating, and I was studying medicine using the Australian traditional system, which was large amounts of alcohol, not too many lectures, and, um, uh, you know, burning the candle at both ends. Um, and I found that that really didn't quite um, have a sustainable uh, future. Uh, and so I found it very difficult to balance my life out and, and uh, straighten my mind out enough to study um, effectively and um, hold down a social life and all the rest of it. And I, meditation gave me the ability to experience the silencing of the thoughts. And that was a naturally balancing, um, equilibrating force that acted within me to help me sort out all the rest of my kind of life and lifestyle and help me establish my priorities and, and focus my mind sufficiently to study effectively and, and do reasonably well. So, and, you know, down the track 20 years later, I find that uh, meditation not only reduces my stress and helps me turn off that constant background mental chatter, but it also provides me with some very useful creative insights that enable me to succeed in in business and, and research. I'm talking to Dr. Ramesh Menoch, who's a medical practitioner, also a lecturer in psychiatry at the University of Sydney. And um, Ramesh, you have you have suggested that we might actually try giving the listeners some kind of uh, experience of the techniques of meditation. And we have the music ready that you provided for us. Yes, um, just, a, just an ocean sound, and this is a technique, a simplified version of the Sahaja Yoga technique that we used in our research program. So it's sort of an evidence-based opportunity, I suppose you could call it. Okay. Now, what 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 else would? What are your instructions for us? Okay. Well, um, anyone who wants to try it, they they can follow this advice uh, as far as they feel comfortable to do so. Um, slip off your shoes just to help you your feet relax. Sit on something comfortable. It can be the chair, the bed, the floor, whatever they feel is going to work for them. And uh, just sort of arrange things so that they don't get distracted for the next few minutes. And we start by putting both hands on our lap, palm up, and just breathing gently in and out. They can sort of follow that background um, sound, which sounds like the ocean. And then what we're going to do is just use a simple series of affirmations that are um, uh, the ones that we used in our research programs. So I'm just going to tell the listeners to put their hands in certain parts of their body first, and then we'll do it... Um, uh, saying these silent affirmations inside. So we're sitting gently, sitting comfortably, breathing in and out gently, both hands on the lap, palm up, and just bringing our attention inside and, and for now focusing on the breath moving in and out of the chest. Now, we just need to understand that there's an energy of meditation within us that does all the work of meditation. We just don't have to make any effort at all. It's just an experience. And we start by, with our eyes closed, putting our right hand on the top of our tummy on the left side, just below the ribs. And here we just say silently inside, simple affirmation a few times, directed at this energy of meditation inside us. I am my own master. Just say that a few times. And then we take a hand up to our breastbone just over our heart and here we acknowledge that we're not our body we're not our problems we're not our financial statement we're our 
we're something, we're not our thoughts, we're something beyond all these things and we can call this thing the self or the spirit. And we just say this a few times, we affirm this by saying, I am the spirit. And then we take our right hand up to where the left shoulder meets the neck. We can turn the head a little bit to the right to stretch that part out. And here we just need to release any tension in that area and we can do that simply by saying as confidently as we can a few times I am not guilty at all and then we take a hand to our forehead we put the hand right across the forehead clasping the temples a little bit and here we let go of all the tension here by saying as sincerely as we can I forgive everyone and everything And finally, we take the right hand to the top of the head, center of the palm on the, that area of the head that was open when we were little kids, about halfway between the hairline and the crown, pressing the hand down firmly, but lifting the fingers up. So just the center of the palm is pressing on the top of the head. Allow our attention to gently flow up to where the hand is there. And here we ask a few times, or we say to this energy of meditation within us, please give me the experience of mental silence or give me the experience of true meditation, whatever we feel comfortable with. And then we take our, after saying that a few times, we take our right hand and just raise it up above the head five or six centimeters. And we allow our attention to move into that space between the hand and the top of the head. And we find there a cool, calm, silent space, just floating above the top of our head there. We allow our attention to flow up into that space that space between the thoughts and then we just sit quietly for a little while and listen to the ocean sound once our attention is nicely established above the head put the right hand back on the lap so both hands are on the lap palm up sit quietly and just pay attention to feeling silent inside if any thoughts come into our awareness just Allow those thoughts to move in and out. Try not to be distracted by them. If there are too many thoughts, we just say, I am not this thought, or I forgive this thought. Just paying attention to the space between the thoughts. Ramesh Manocha, the nature of radio being what it is, we probably aren't going to be able to give give the experiment all the time it deserves. But look, I'm so glad you were able to give listeners a bit of an idea of, that's a, of that's how a to go bit about. Of a, yes, sorry, go on. you don't actually. When we hear the the old stereotype about om, that's just that was just a particular cultural 
technique, was it? Well, mantras and um, uh, physical postures and tying yourself in knots and diets and all those things, they do have a role. But they had a role insofar as they were designed to facilitate the physiological and psychological adjustments specific to each person in order to help them create that unique balance necessary to enter into the state of mental silence. Mm. So they shouldn't be used as sort of blanket therapies that everyone does indiscriminately. Everybody needs a specific recipe or combination of these lifestyle measures. Uh, and practices in order to bring about their ability to experience the inner balance. And that's where we, I think, in the West have, have not really understood the yoga and meditation tradition. But if people want to just expand on that five-minute crash course that we did, then all they have to do is go to freemeditation.com.au. It costs them nothing, and they can um, just revise that information, practice at will, follow some of the guided meditations there if they wish to, and find that it's, you know, it's not necessarily something that's uh, uh, difficult or um, uh, something that will take months. It usually takes several days to maybe a couple of weeks to, to develop the ability. And uh, it's with a bit of diligent practice, 10 minutes twice a day is probably all they need to do. They can develop that skill of entering into the state of mental silence and use it as a tool to improve their um, uh, the work-life balance, their sense of equilibrium and, and ultimately their mental health. Well, thank you very, very much indeed then for that, Dr Minocha. My pleasure. Dr Ramesh Minocha, as I said, is a medical practitioner and lectures in psychiatry at the University of Sydney, also a, a, an investigator of and now a devotee of meditation. That website again, freemeditation.com. Dot au. It's 25 to 8. Coming up next...